0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I am, we're excited to be with you today. Allie and I are sitting here and uh, we're just having a little bit of fun. We're going to do some, um, I think some fun things today. As uh, we, you know, we're always desiring to kind of get to know you a little bit better and hopefully for you to get to know us a little bit better. And so um, we, as Allie does a ministry in the Dominican Republic, she's always getting asked questions and uh, people always come. And I take women on teams down, Allie, and you know that when we go, women always ask. In fact, I could actually stand at the front of the bus and answer all your questions because Yeah, it seems to always be the same series of typical questions that people ask. And they're great. They're great questions. Uh, But we thought today there may be some of you out there listening and you're like, okay, maybe I don't never met Allie. I don't never met Reba. I don't really know anything much about them except what we hear on the podcast. And so I thought today would be fun to ask Allie some of those frequently asked questions that I hear people asking her all the time. Because maybe some of you out there have some of those same questions. And I will say that while we're doing this today, while we're doing the show today, if you have some questions that you're just dying to know, right? Um, we won't we won't promise to answer all of them, but we'll we'll we will definitely uh, go through and answer try to answer some of your questions along the way. Uh, Because we have, you know, podcast, I mean, Allie, our goal, we talked about this at the beginning is kind of like coffee with friends. Right. And, you know, just being able to sit down with a group of people that we've kind of come to be friends with through this media of podcast, you know, and just to be able to have a cup of coffee and talk like a bunch of girls hanging out. Uh, And I know how much you love coffee. So, yeah. So, uh, so today, you know, grab your cup of coffee, uh, you know, take a couple of minutes with Allie and myself today, and we're just going to walk through. So, so here's the first one, Allie. And I get, I, this was one I hear people ask you a lot, what is a typical day like for you? Um, and I always know this question comes as we're riding down the road in the bus with the Caribbean Ocean on our right, and the palm trees are blowing, you know, in the breeze. And I know that women are thinking, "Does she? Does she hang out at the beach all day?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I do. I life. wish I did. You know. What a life. And yeah, I- that
1: always is the first question. We're driving, yeah. like you said, we're driving down the road on the bus, and it's so funny because the days that we meet your group that come down here, you have absolutely no idea what has happened on the other end to get the bus there and everything there and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just on the bus. And for me, seeing, especially seeing Reba and Lisa for that, whatever, 18th time that year, if it's one of those years (laughs) that they take a million, you know, a million groups, which we're so thankful for,
0: you know, and so we're
1: just catching up on the bus and then, you know, and then you hear that first question, a typical day. And it's, I feel like that's an oxymoron, you know, uh, a typical day as it would be for any, really any woman in ministry, um, a typical day. And I'm I'm going to go through kind of a typical week, really. Okay. I, w- I was having some coffee the other day with some missionary women and they were just talking about really just how, sometimes it's just surviving. A lot of things that you mm-hmm. do in the United States, you can just do on autopilot, you know, drive here, drive there, or, you know, uh, you know, pay online and, and, and different stuff. And some things down here, a lot of times things take all day to get done, whether it's you know going and you know going to the doctor or going to um just pay a bill or whatever. but for a typical day and a week for me right now at the workshop, for example, my main ministry is the mercy workshop, and so that's thankfully a routine eight thirty to twelve thirty everyday type of a type of a situation which um that's eight i know it's only four hours, but that's four hours of pure um I feel like just it, it requires a lot of energy, a lot oh, of absolutely. Uh, mental energy, you know, just to make and, sure that the women are OK. I'm um, And those-
0: for people who don't know what the Mercy Workshop yeah. is, OK, just for those people who just tuned in and they're like, what is she talking about? Give yeah. us like a 30 second uh, deal of what it is that you're doing at the Mercy Workshop to give people a framework for that.
1: The Mercy Workshop is a place where rescued women that have been rescued out of sexual exploitation or trafficking come and they're able to work receive counseling receive training and um and then we all go home it's just a four-hour day we all go home at 12 30 but they've they've had that they've had that training a little bit of work maybe some life skills um help and so that's what we do every day uh, with them and they go through the program and and we're walking through with them as they're um you know slowly being you know in restoration and and so these you know so that's a that's an actual week if i just had a week that this nothing is nothing changes monday through friday 12 you know 8:30 to 12:30 at the workshop but mm-hmm. of course you know it's never typical because um sure, we live sure. in a in a in a foreign country and and things happen and electricity might go out and and so what i do have um one discipleship that i'm 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 focused on a week and as a pastor's wife i want to be discipling and so i'm discipling yeah. Um, a woman from our church, and then two nights a week, uh, we do small group Bible studies. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my week. If it were, if it were just a normal week and nothing, nothing bad happens, nothing ex- spectacular happens, that's what it looks like i'm you know waking up and getting to going to the gym i try to work out you know maybe four times a week cuz i really at this point i'm just playing defense on this point i'm not trying to you know <laughs> just trying to not ever get to the point where i can't fit on a motorcycle to go to the I, you know and I <laughs> But, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, I think physically healthy and, and mentally, mentally healthy, I think exercise is really important. So that's a typical week. I kind of went with the week there because a day, you know, you never know what's going to happen here in the Dominican. And it could be, you can't get into your car because there's a horse in front of your car. And that's happened even in my neighborhood, but, um, and so, yeah. yeah, that's just, I love living here and uh, we've, we've got some, uh, we have Uber eats before the United States had it. We can call a motorcycle and get anything delivered. And so we yes. have our definitely perks to living here. I'm sure.
0: Oh, uh, well, and, and I know just from being down there so much that there's so many things that just pop up uh, yeah. that you have to handle. So it's constantly this, Okay this is a problem over here. We, we need to try to handle that over there. And, and then of course, as with any church ministry, you've got so many things that are going on, whether it be a special event or whether it be an ongoing event that you're always, uh, involved in. You play yeah. the, you play the piano for your church. Uh, so you're the, the church pianist. So, uh, you're on the praise team. So you're, you know, you're involved in that. You're, you know, uh, so I know that you've kind of given us this idea, but honestly, I'm thinking, okay, I can think of like 80 more things that you do. Yes. Uh, That's why I
1: say, and that's I I don't want to overwhelm people when they ask about a typical day, because I know this happens with women all over the world, right? That if they, if they had something, okay, this is what my week looks like. We have it planned out. But then, like you said, things come up, kids get sick or, you know, or something happens at the church. Like I said, as a pastor's wife, Um, we never know if the phone rings, you know, you never know what's going to be on the other end. And, um, and it's always my phone because my husband doesn't like to charge his phone. And so, and I think, again, I think he's playing defense on that one. And, uh,
0: that's awesome. Well, so I know another question that I hear the women ask a lot, because I think, especially when you're coming to visit, uh, and at first, the first thought I think is Caribbean Island. And then they get there and they realize that they've been there like two hours and all of a sudden all the electricity goes off and they're like, what happened? And when they realize it's not coming back on, they're like, and and everybody looks at you and you're like, oh, it does this all the time. It'll be off for, I don't know, three, four, five hours. I don't know. It'll come back on eventually. And everybody's just eyes are getting bigger and they're like, you mean the air condition just went off? You know, (laughs) know? and uh, so I think a lot of times the next question is always "Then, What do you miss about the United States? <laughs> you know, and, uh, and they're thinking you're going to say air conditioning,
1: right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not. But um, it's such an interesting if you look at mine and my husband's life, uh, Gary, Gary's a huge baseball flan, fan. And when we got married, he wanted to because he's a Cincinnati Reds fan. He wanted to go at, to he went to honeymoon in Cincinnati, Ohio. Because we wanted to start off our our marriage, like going to the Reds home opener. Ken Griffey Jr. was playing for the first time in, in, uh, in Cincinnati. It was a whole big deal for Reds fans. That's great. And everybody just thinks that that's like really sad. But I'm like, well, we he took me to the Midwest for our honeymoon. But then he took me to a tropical island for the rest of our lives. So we kind of everybody else does it backwards. They honeymoon in the Caribbean. And then they're just. American, right. you know,
0: and they live in the Midwest for the rest of their lives, right? right? Exactly. Sure. And so we can put it, it back.
1: So if you look at the Dominican Republic, is a wonderful place to live because the people are amazing, yeah, and are. um, and you know this, you've you've met them, and so that's why even in even when things are tough, I think the people who live here, we all just generally have a good attitude about it because the electricity mm-hmm. will go off. Okay, that's a, an annoying thing, very annoying, but then when it comes back on in my neighborhood. You can hear like everybody in the neighborhood scream and clap, like, yay, you know, it's yeah. almost like a party again and everything goes back on and you hear the radios back on and everything. Sure. And so I think, you know, what I miss about the States are, are probably, I, I usually, this is my answer. Obviously my family is a huge, I love sure. you know the extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles, you know, my mom and dad, you know, sometimes they're here, sometimes they're there. And, um, and the other thing is it is quieter in the States. I don't know if, um, you know, when I'm in the States and just like visiting my mom or visiting, you know, in, in places, I'm like, everybody talks quieter in the United States and the mufflers are quieter and the roads are quieter and people live further apart, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, sometimes on days where I'm really trying to get a lot done and it just really feels like there's just constant noise here. Right. And, um, that's one of the things, and this is not something I have told all of my Dominican friends. I'm like, when you, if I could take you to the States, it is so quiet. You can just, and I'm, you know, and, and they're like, it's quiet. They just, you know, right. and, um, and even, even when I was teaching here in the Dominican, my first few years, uh, in ministry, I was teaching and I'm like, there's noise everywhere. And I'm like, all these children are talking and I'm looking at the entire class and nobody's talking, but there's still noise, you know? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, and I think for people, if they do have sensory issues, I think that would be, that's one of those things that would be a struggle because there's always a, you're talking and then there's a loud motorcycle goes by or, you know,
0: and so my vehicles with the boom boxes on the back with it really, (laughs) yeah, Yeah.
1: giant speaker (laughs) announcements going through the neighborhood, people selling fruit. Going through the neighborhood. And I think you and I have had to stop this podcast a couple of times just for yeah. those reasons, you know. Yes. And I think even my husband's enjoying um gardening outside and he loves having birds in the yard. And I really honestly think the birds are even louder here. It's just <laughs> um and 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 it's funny because it's something that yeah. I I enjoy about the Dominican, but at the something when I get to the States, I'm like, oh, it's so quiet and it's just right. more more peaceful. Um, we took some Dominicans from our church um, some church members to Peru on a missions trip years ago. Okay. And we were sitting in that, we were sitting in the airport and I'm like, man, this, you know, it's like, there's a lot of people talking. It's really loud. And I noticed in the airport waiting room, we we're in Lima, Peru, nobody else was talking except for our group, the Dominicans. And we were just being really just talking normal, but it was just all the Peruvians were kind of looking at us. And I feel like we were being way louder even than, even than another Latin American country. And so I think that's one of the things that I enjoy in the moment, but I think I miss just more of a quiet neighborhood. Yeah. If, you know, well, I
0: think, too, you know, you've got a lot of windows are usually open. Fans are, are blowing because you've got to keep it cooler. A lot of people don't have air conditioning. So that's not a, you know, uh, that's not a luxury necessarily. So then you've got motorcycles, like you said, and then everybody's talking loud to be heard over all of this noise. So, so. just
1: so, to interrupt anybody and it's
0: yeah. just, it's just yes. loud. Yeah, there, I, but, but I have to say there's nothing more fun. Then uh, I'll never forget, and I think, Ali, you'll remember this, being on, uh, we were headed somewhere, no team, it was just me and you and a couple of the other Dominican women. And we were riding this, uh, we were riding up. And there was, I mean, we laughed till we cried because there's nothing more fun than being in a group of Dominican women as they talk over each other and they interrupt and they get louder and louder and louder and louder. And they are just, they're all just so energized and emphatic and they're all telling these things. And I'll never forget, I mean, I don't know that I've laughed that hard in such a long time as these women just go back and forth. And it's so much fun. And I don't even understand half of what they're saying, because when they get going that fast in Spanish, I'm lost. And so, but it was still hysterical. I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying, but this is hysterical.
1: It's fun to watch. And it's so funny because they actually, they're they're talking over one another, but they're all involved. Every single one of them is involved yes. in two or three different conversations at the same time. Yes. and um. And so anyway, so magic then, of
0: women.
1: I think that's what, and I think that's what it kind of reminds me of when I am with my cousins and aunts and uncles that we sure. all kind of do that. And mm. I, so it, it reminds me of being with my family. Um, but then at the same time, at the end of the day, and that's why curfew right now, we're still, we're still going through curfew here in the okay. Dominican pandemic. And, um, and so curfews at five, everybody has a few hours to get home, but everybody mm. has to be home by eight or they will pick you up and throw you in a truck. They are, they are, they are they're picking serious. people up, and they're okay. serious about it. And um, and so by at, by eight o'clock, it is silent. It's never been so quiet in this country before. And mm-hmm. I've got to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to when curfew is over for that. Specific, <laughs> it's just really, just nice and quiet. I mean, you can see, yeah. you can still hear hear people's um TVs or radios, but they're not. Nobody's out in the streets. The mm-hmm. the vehicles aren't passing by. So that's actually been a nice
0: little a nice part. change. Huh. You know. Well, usually when our teams are there for a couple of days, um, this question always comes around because suddenly now women are um, they're they're focusing in on what you do. And they've met some women who've been rescued and maybe they've met their children and they've had an opportunity to visit the workshop and they've seen a little bit of. Of the skills training and uh, the educational training that's happening there. And so I think one of the first questions that comes to mind is how long does it take to rescue? And I- I've heard you get that question so many times. How, how long does it take? So I think that maybe is a question that would be on people's minds now is, man, how long does it take? Is this a long time or what does that look like?
1: Yeah. With each woman, um, we I would love to be able to, you know, maybe put a time frame on it. Oh, it takes six, six months to a year or six months mm-hmm. to two years. Um, but what it is, is based on, you know, when we go out on the street and talk to a woman, um, most of the time her trauma happened at a young age. And so she mm-hmm. hasn't even been able to finish school. And mm-hmm. so, and even it's very possible that she doesn't have the proper documentation. And so if a woman comes to us at zero, which means she doesn't have any documentations and she doesn't know how to read, we know that that's going to be at least a two-year process just to get, you know, to get that paperwork, to get those, you know, and to get um, reading, uh, literacy training, and then, and, and at the same time, all the, all the, um, all of the counseling that goes, you know, that goes into that and, 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 re- and help, you know, sure. from a team. And so, but we've had, we've had women that it's been as, as short as six months, because by the time we you know, we, we reach them out on the street. We're able to serve them in a different way. They already know how to, you know, they're, they've already been through, um, maybe junior high up to eighth grade, which is what, okay. um, Dominican requires, um, to get a job. You know, you have to have an eighth grade education, but then they also have their documentation. So we knew, we know that at that point, um, educationally and, and, and documents, they've, they've, they've got that. So then we can work on more, okay. um, skills training, more like you know, more, um, job skills training and, mm-hmm. and kind of take it from there. So it could be, so that's what we look at. So when I'm talking to a woman who asks this question, um, you know, we kind of think through, you know, every, everybody comes at a different point um, mm-hmm. of need and everybody has, you know, different trauma or different, you know, and so there's not one, I w I wish there were, because then we would, there would be some super easy formula that we would follow every time, right. you know, um, yeah. But in this case, it just depends on where they where they come, you know, when they come in, and so mm-hmm. we try to write that down or, or or keep that in mind as we're starting, you know, the process of um, of the program and at Mercy Workshop, and so that's one of the things we have to take into account.
0: Yeah, you know, I love that because it's not a cookie cutter uh, formula, like you said. It's not something that's like, okay, every woman comes in the door, she gets this, 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 and this, and then she's out. But actually, it's it's a program that is very much Uh, formulated for that woman and, uh, you know, takes it at the pace that she's able to go, whether that be mentoring or counseling, uh, whether that be trauma-informed care or, you know, post-traumatic stress that she may be going through and and just dealing, or addictions that she may be going through that, you know, you guys are trying to help her find a way through. Uh, So there's no really, uh, there's no really easy answer to that question um, as, you know, as you work with women and see those women go through, but what's great, I think, is the fact that you do see, you do see the restoration process happen in women and you've watched women graduate kind of, to use that term, they've, they've kind of been able to go from the program, um, you know, and I think of one of the ladies in particular, I won't use her name uh, to protect her, but, um, you know, every time she goes, she's involved now in so many of the other ministries, Mm -hmm. there at your church. And she was, um, and she's a very intelligent woman and, and can speak a couple languages and she's just got so many things under her belt. And, And yet she was, she was there once. And so, you know, it's just great to have, um, you know, testimonies like that of watching, uh, what God can do through life.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the things added to that. I think, um, one of the questions that I get a lot as far as, you know, like when we do outreach, do I feel safe when I'm in outreach or, or um, mm-hmm. when we go out on the streets? and, um, again, right now with the pandemic, it's, uh, we, we can't go out at night because the curfew has, and, you know, the curfew, uh, sounds at five and then, at, you know, at eight, everybody has to be off the streets and everything. And so, but back, you know, back when we were going out at nine and 10 o'clock at night, Mm -hmm. It was one of those things that there are certain times when, when we, when we step out onto the streets and just walk down the street, we feel like it's a normal, this is like going, you know, like going and visiting, you know, visiting friends or, um, back in the day when we went on door-to-door visitation, you know, you just walk and you walk up to people that you already know. And, um, and, and then there are certain times and, and I felt a difference, you know, when we go out there, even though there's lights everywhere, it does feel darker. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's just one of the things that we, we kind of stay closer together. We spend time, we, we spend more time in prayer, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and that kind of thing. But I've never, we've only had a couple in the 10 years that we've been doing this. We've only had a couple of times that we really, that we were personally, physically threatened. Um, and I, part of that is the women that we're serving and visiting out on the streets. Um, if anything has happened, they're actually the ones that come around and protect us. And that's, I think, a beautiful, a beautiful thing to experience. Um, and so we don't feel unsafe. I think my mom and dad were a little concerned mm. and my husband um, until one time I just left my cell phone at home. And he's like, if she's not worried, I'm not going to be worried, you know, and, I, and yeah. he's like, I'll pray for you. And so I leave him praying. And when I come back, he's asleep. And so I'm like, well, this is biblical. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't watch yeah. and pray for an hour. But, <laughs> Yeah, know it's so late he was sleepy and uh so i we tease each other about that but it's been one of those things where i've never felt you know uh, it's not a general feeling of uh, of danger right. that we're out there we're thinking yeah
0: that. yeah well and and that's so important because i think a lot of ladies ask sometimes will ask um about the spiritual warfare that you you know that you guys experience uh as it relates to the rescue and of course there is spiritual warfare um and, uh, but you want to speak into that for a minute, because, you know, I think that's a, you know, as it relates to what you just said, I think that's a good connection point.
1: It's one of those, it's one of those things that I heard, um, a, a friend of mine that was really a mentor in ministry about 11, 12 years ago, as we were stepping into this ministry. Um, and she's the president of women at risk international and, okay. and she, you know, and she, she studied she studied the Bible and, um, it's her name is Becky and she talks about um, how Satan and from the, from the garden, Satan has attacked women mm-hmm. specifically. He's really, and then even through the, you know, even through the, um, through revelation, it's really something that women, um, because I think because of the, the, the task that God has given us and because of the, the equipping that God has given us, um, and they, he's Satan has just been just on the attack, and and I think when you when you really are trying to, to to go out and help a woman, because when you when you help a woman and when you're able to rescue her and and serve her her children, automatically you know are mm-hmm. part of that rescue, and so you're breaking right. a general a generational cycle, and so and so there are attacks, there are you know there are spiritual attacks there and. and and one of our women just just spoke into this a couple of weeks ago she was sharing her testimony and she's only been with us for a year and and she was actually celebrating her year of just okay. you know being from she's off the street she's you know she's talking to me and she said it's interesting because she said this phrase satan had me blind and i didn't know how many but this is the way she said it i didn't know how many problems i had i didn't know how many needs i had i didn't know what i fully looked like until i came to christ and my eyes are open and I see all the problems that Satan was blinding me to. And I was like, and that's a good thing? You know, I'm trying to get her to talk to me. So I, because I understand what she's saying, sure. but it's a really interesting way to hear it from her because she said Satan made her feel like she had she was okay, mm-hmm. you know, and she, you know, Satan made her feel like, you know, it wasn't that bad what she was doing and, and how she was being prostituted and neglected. That's just the way it was. It wasn't that bad. But then when she came to Christ, then she was able to see, wait a minute, this is not how, this is not what God wants for me. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it was almost like you go in and she said this, you go into your house at night and you know, it's dirty, but you can't really see it. So then you just go to bed and you sleep. But when you wake up and the light's on, then you're like, oh, I need to take care of all this. And it's a right. good thing because You start taking care of it and you start cleaning. And she said, and I know that's what God is doing for me right now. And I thought that was a really interesting way to say it. and a really interesting perspective but it's absolutely true because um and so we know that we're fighting through that blindness and trying to tell we don't want to say hey women your life is hard they know it but they think that's all it is they think that's Mm -hmm. all they're worth and that's what we have to break through and that's when we really get pushed back um you know just the spiritual warfare i feel feel like attacks the women um, I feel like are attacked mm-hmm. in their minds and their hearts, and sure, and we sure. are too. And, and and there have been times when um, I've been out on the streets and the women are telling me their their stories, and I'm and in my mind I'm about to share the gospel with them or share a Bible verse with them, and I hear in my in my mind I hear something that says the Bible isn't strong enough to to combat this. That you yes. you know it, you're not you're not strong enough. The Bible's not strong enough. And I know that that's an attack and I have to make sure that my mind is, you know, held mm-hmm. captive because I need to understand that. Um, I need, I need to go ahead and speak the words of truth. That is, that mm-hmm. is the Bible because that is our weapon and, um, and, and, and continue to pray. And I think we're, I'm, I'm recognizing even again, uh, as we starting the year it's you know it's it's early in the year still and i'm like we're not praying enough because that's how we have to combat this because yeah, sometimes yeah. we're just doing it on autopilot oh this is a new a new woman that comes in i know how to deal with this you know instead of praying over her because understanding what yeah. what what she's going to be dealing with as her eyes are opened by the word of god and as her heart is open to um to Christ and and his words and his love and and what she's gonna kind of come awake to and it's Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a um and it's it's almost like they're it's when they come awake to that then there's a huge struggle because then they're like they want to go back in it's almost like they want to take the blue pill you know they want to go back into the matrix because Mm -hmm. now they know what the real truth is and 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 are, are, are they willing? And so that's when we have to grab them and say, you know, no, 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 stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. And yeah. several of them have really broken through that um, because they are being awakened to, oh, wait, yeah, I think I was, I think I would rather go back to just, um, to just being blind. And again, if you yeah. think about the Israelites in Egypt or coming out of Egypt, they were yeah. like, oh, we just want to go back to slavery, honestly, because we, at least we knew where our food was going to come from. And and yeah. the, your food is coming from heaven, Dad. Gum you, you know. Come on, right? Get, yeah, exactly. You know, through your freedom, and yep. so and then yep. there's that that thrashing of um uh of the you know and you know that that's going to happen, and so being prepared and and covering them with prayer and and really pushing them mm-hmm. to to be in the word um is one of those things, and then as you know as workers, I know that we you know we we are experiencing that continual um, just the battle, um, you know, in our hearts and our minds. And, and we know our only weapons are, you know, the Bible and, yeah. and, and prayer and fasting if we need to, because that's, you know, and that's
0: where, where we are. Well, I just think that's great for, you know, I mean, great to hear your, from your perspective, but also I think anybody listening You know, the battles may look different for me on where I'm at, or for you where you're at, or for the lady who's listening where she's at, but the truths are still the same. We all have a common enemy and that enemy is looking to destroy our lives in any way he can. Mm -hmm. And so, and one of the ways he does that is just get in, you know, is, is starting to impact the way we think. To impact the way we are, the way what we believe, because that influences what I what the story I tell myself. Um, And it is hard to fight sometimes for the freedom that God has promised to us. Uh, It's not always an easy thing, uh, you know. We'd like to be handed to us handed that freedom, uh, but we're not. You know, it it is a fight for it, and but very much worth the fight. So, man, what a I think it's man a really a word of encouragement. I think to anybody who may have been listening uh, just then. Uh, To kind of take that to heart and say, wait a minute, maybe maybe I have something in common, you know, with with these women and with Allie. It may look different, but we have this commonality that we we do have this battle to fight. So let me just kind of tag into that, because I think this is another question that you get, but I think it just fits with that. And that is so personally, you know, you have to have your own set of struggles. I mean, um, from the ministry that you run to the country that you live in, to all these kind of things. So what are some of the things, if we can just ask you to be transparent for a second with us, what are some of your biggest struggles, Allie? And I mean, different areas, just kind of answer it as you wish.
1: Yeah, um, as far as the ministry is concerned, I think um, it's just making sure, you know, you, you sometimes... The danger is doing it in your own strength, and mm-hmm. and I tried that for a long time, and that you know, and 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 you know, and, and we've shared this in the past. I tried doing it in my own strength, and that that caused me no end of of emotional and mental, um, right. mental distress. And uh, but then you know, living, I think I've been here long enough, seventeen years. I've been here long enough that I kind of, um, I I understand how the country works, and I understand how how we are, you know, here as a country and um and so i'm not one of those oh i wish it were i wish i wish i were back home because this is home now and this is this mm-hmm. has been home for for a very long time but sometimes you know my struggle is um and this is this is one of the things that i've been praying for years you know and 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 i it's a conversation between me and god that i you know sometimes i'm walking down the street going okay listen i trust in you i love you god and i trust your power and might, but I have absolutely no faith in people, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm praying for this to happen, or I'm praying for this person to make the correct decision, or I'm praying for this person in church to, to stop what they're doing or, you know, mm-hmm. stop, you know, the divisive or whatever, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Sure. And I know that, and I, and I, and it's, it's the, the personal struggle is right now is I believe that God is all power and he and I have this great, you know, we're just talking and I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, but listen, um, <laughs> you need to control your people. And and he's like, well, there is such a thing as free, free will. And I'm like, I get that. But, and so I'm praying. And so I'm frustrated with my prayers and I'm just being honest with him saying, you know, I'm not frustrated with you, but, and I trust your power and might, but I'm, I'm really have lost faith in, you know, in, in, in people. And that's been one of those bigger struggles, you know, for the, maybe for the last four or five years in, in ministry. Um, Mm. Because it's one of, the, and I just I just continue to pray. I continue to pray. You know, maybe circumstances to come b- beside that, or mm-hmm. then sometimes God's like, well, uh, yeah, I I've been trying to control you for years. You know, kind of thing. It's not <laughs> right, you're the problem. Oh wait, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so if I'm truly in a spirit of prayer, prayer, right. um, mm-hmm. it's not just talking, but it's like listening in my spirit to what He's saying. You know, mm-hmm. there are times when it's like, yeah, tap tap tap, it's you. You know, or Um, tap, 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 keep praying because I am in, I'm still in control. I'm still working. Um, And so that's been, as far as just a personal spiritual struggle, that's been one of those things that, um, and, and, you know, 50 to 60% of the time I am the problem. And, uh, and, and (laughs) hopefully I'm listening to that because it's probably somebody praying for me that, you know, God, you know, Ali's just not going to change. It could be. Um, And so that's one of those things that I think a lot of people in ministry, uh, you know, probably are like that. Um, maybe a lot of um and including probably a lot of mothers, you know or probably a lot of families that are praying for for children or praying for family members that are waiting for something to happen and they have Absolutely. complete faith and trust in God um and they're just continuing to pray and i and and if you remember the words of c s lewis, prayer doesn't change God, prayer changes me and uh, and so that's um and so just You know, the day to day I don't miss, you know, people ask, you know, what do you miss about, you know, what's your favorite food when you go to the United States? And I'm like, I, you know, I like a good Southern meat and three. And so if I can go somewhere where I can get vegetable, you know, three vegetables and and some meatloaf, I will be happy. But other than that, Dominican food is amazing. And so I'm not, you know, my biggest struggle is not, I want to go to the States and, you know, and eat or, you know, it's just really one of those, um, Uh, I don't miss those type of things, uh, but I do um, sometimes you just, I think sometimes, and I was talking to some friends in ministry and they're like, we're just tired,
0: you Mm know, you're just Mm
1: -hmm. exhausted. Yeah. And there's a, and we're going through celebrate recovery right now. And one of the questions, and if you've ever gone through a celebrate recovery um, book or Bible study, they love their acrostics. And so everything is, you you know, um, and so the, the acrostic the other day was, Are you heart? And it's hurt, exhausted, angry, resentful, and tense. That's the word for heart. And so it's kind of okay. a thing. And all of the women that I was in Bible study with, I'm like, anybody? And they're like, Yes, 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 and yes, you know. And, yeah. and, um, and I think a lot of people in ministry are just tired, but yeah. they're, we're all forgetting, not they, we. We're all forgetting where our true energy and our true um, strength is coming. It needs to come from,
0: mm-hmm. and uh,
1: that's probably a struggle. You know, biggest struggle for me right oh, now. Oh,
0: absolutely. You know, I think that I hear people jokingly say, "You know, ministry would be great if it wasn't for people." <laughs> and um, and it's kind of you know, it's a joke, but there is that point sometimes when you, I think everybody in the task that God has given them. Maybe they're not in ministry, but like you said, maybe it's just a mom at home right now who's listening and. And she's like, man, this house would be so great if it wasn't for the kids right now, you know, and and then they come home. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's just kind of everybody has those things in their life that Mm -hmm. uh, that we love. It's Mm -hmm. why we get up in the morning. And yet at the same time, it's the very things that. Confuses, complicate our lives, causes us to the edge of our, you know, of of our patience and exhaustion. Um, Absolutely, and I I do think I think well said because I do think there's so many times where we just are so weary. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think Paul put it to Timothy. You know, weary in well doing. You know, it's you know you're you're doing the right thing. It's just easy to get weary in the everyday of it and uh, getting up and going at it again. And I think that all of those things are so true. But I love what you said about prayer. And that's kind of, you know, where we want to maybe kind of close out and point people back to today, because I think that that's such a powerful thing. The last thing the devil wants us to do is pray. He's happy if we quit. He's happy if we sit down and say it's just too hard, too difficult. I'm too tired. Um, he's okay with all of that, you know, um, but he's, he's not okay. okay
1: if we walk, if we continue to do what we're doing, but in our own strength, he's absolutely like, ah, all right, sure. I'll walk. Yeah. Away. Cause he knows
0: that's a ticking clock right there, yeah. you know, headed to total, you know, burnout, yeah. exhaustion. And when we hit that place, then he knows he has an advantage over us. Um, but I think it's, it's a difficult thing to, uh, to give it to God. To trust God in it, even to, like you said, to trust God with, with people and circumstances and situations, knowing that, uh, that he can and does work. Uh, you know, I think of the story of, of those kings back in Babylon. You've got Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, Cyrus. You've got these listings of kings that are told through the Daniel narrative. And you see how these were the most powerful men on the planet at the time. And yet in every one of their lives, God just speaks in these profound ways and moments. And he just says, you know what, I know you think you're in charge, but yeah. you're not. Okay. And, you know, uh, I can change things in a moment. And I think that's an encouraging thought to realize that we serve a God that is that great. Um, awesome. but, yeah. but in our human, in our, in, in our weaknesses, it, that's just, man, it's... Yeah. I love that. Give me that acrostic again. Cause I just think that's that heart. What was that again? Tell us that one more time. You,
1: check your heart. Are you hurt, exhausted, angry, resentful, and tense? Okay. And, uh, and so we was just one of those things that we looked at it. We we're like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was, I think okay. it was one of those
1: things. Are you one of these? And we're like, we're three out of five of them or four. Yeah. Out of <laughs> them, you know? yeah. You know, or depending on if it's at work. Yes. We're a lot of those things, maybe once yeah. we come home or vice versa. Yeah sure and so checking the checking through that you know and checking then taking it that. to the lord like really the answer to that was like literally telling god where these hurts and exhaustions and and angry feelings are coming from and so uh, it's
0: yeah well we may have to do a podcast on that sometime because that yeah. would be uh i could see us ta- spend a lot of time talking about that but anyway um well ali's been fun today just going through the uh frequently asked questions that Allie gets um uh, as uh, as we find out a little bit more about you and what you do and uh, just kind of getting to know us a little bit and we'll and we'll take a day here in the future to uh, reverse this yeah. and we'll do some frequently asked questions that I get uh fun fun so we'll we'll do that as well but it's been fun today thanks for sharing and uh, those of you that are listening today uh thanks for joining us and for just kind of getting to know us a little bit better we always love to get to know you a little bit better so keep those emails coming and Uh, keep reaching out to us. uh, And we promise if you write us, we will respond. So uh, we, we, we try to do that. So uh, any encouraging word Allie to close us out with today?
1: No, I think it's one of those things that it's always fun if we each just kind of, and we've talked about this before, even in an earlier podcast in these journaling moments or in these moments of, of inventory and introspection, take some time to write these things down, take some time, even in your own life, you know, What would some questions that you would want to be asked and maybe journal that? I think that would be a really, really helpful thing to kind of see where you are and then see, you know, yeah, maybe I do need to be praying more or I do need to just kind of trust more. And so, you know, as we continue to encourage um, everybody out there just to stay rooted deep, you know, and where that's coming from. And it's, it's really in the word of God. And that's, you know, that's where our strength is coming from. And that's where our weapons are coming from
0: absolutely absolutely so hey if you've not been in the word this week if you've kind of meant to but you haven't um uh, hey get in there this week and uh find yourself uh, equipped for for the challenges that you're facing ahead of you uh we hope that you'll join us again on the podcast at another time as we've got some exciting things coming up and some great topics to talk about so we're looking forward to the days uh, ahead as we do the podcast so have a great day get in the word and be rooted deep Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.